Hey, you've tuned into I Work For Him, the mouthpiece for the faith and work movement. We're your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Welcome to another bonus episode of I Work For Him, where we have the opportunity to talk to another one of our authors from She Works For Him. You know, many of you may know we're releasing three books this summer. I Work For Him, I Retire For Him, and She Works For Him. Today, we get to talk with Stephanie Winslow, who wrote Chapter 16 within She Works For Him. You can find out more about Stephanie Winslow online, stephaniewinslow.com. Stephanie, we're so glad you've joined us today on the show to share a little bit of your story. Thank you for having me. So we would love to just start with hearing a little bit about how you have learned over the years to connect your faith with your work. It's a great question. Um, when I find that the, the more I have surrendered to God in my life and making him a, a priority in my day, I used to a lot make excuses about that I don't have time. And I, I didn't have time to, to spend with God. Um, you know, I was busy being a mom, busy working full time, busy, busy, busy. And I allowed that busyness to be the excuse for carving out time for him. Um, and as I got kind of smacked in the face by God one day, of just reading through a scripture uh, on a Sunday morning in church, and I can't even tell you what, what the verse was. I just remember the moment when God was like, you, you, you pursue after all of these other things, but you don't pursue the one that you say is your first love. And um, just it pierced my heart. And so I started carving out time in the morning. And that's the time for me that works best because I, I can have a greater sense of, of clarity and, and it's noise free before everybody else is up. Um, but once I started spending more time with him, it sort of is when I start my day that way, it's an outflow. And my, what, however, whatever I'm doing, whether I'm at work whether I'm interacting with my family, my kids, in the community, my day started in the right place and my mind started in the right way. So um, I feel like just getting that piece down and, and making it a consistent part uh, really enabled me to engage at work at a different level with my faith. Um, and, and just having that fresh mindset of being able to love people well, being able to enter conversations with wisdom and discernment, again, because I'm just, you know, starting my day with, with God in mind, mm. as opposed to making him this fume of an afterthought. Fume of an afterthought. I like that. But Stephanie, mm -hmm. you're, you've got quite a career. I mean, you've been an executive. You've been a president of a manufacturing company. You were brought in by your family to take over the family business, which then you, well, why don't you tell us some of that story? Because that's really where your, your faith and your identity, you, you had to really work through that and struggle through that. Yeah, my, um, our family business went through a few different transitions. We sold a large portion of the company. And, and then after that sale, I became the president of the remaining division. And um, it was difficult in a lot of ways um, because you have these expectations of, of self, you know, performance and, and wanting to, to prove myself that I was able to do it. But then expectations that are, are a lot of perceived expectations from my parents. I'm, I'm running something that was really their baby and taking that over. And I, I dumped myself 
heart, soul, mind, body, all of it just into that business. And all of my time was dedicated there. And um, I, my identity, who I was, was really wrapped up. I am honestly grateful that that season of my life was in was really a, a relatively short period of time. It was over the course of about five years. And I know, you know, I can't imagine for people who have been in that kind of career or have been entrepreneurs of a business for 30 plus years and then having to step away, how that their identity is so wrapped up in that, the, the company name or the, the title. Um, but again, it's just, as God began to draw my heart out of the business and laid on my heart that it was time for me to do something different. Um, he was already softening my heart to, to be able to walk through that change. But then it also, after the sale of the business that I was running, um, I had to just sit and be, and not, I had no idea what I was going to be doing, where I was going. And God really used that to strip away all of these layers of, you know, if I remember saying to my husband, like, if, if I'm not, if I'm not president, if I don't have a, a, a job, like, yeah, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, but like, I just, I felt like a nothing. I felt hmm. like I had no purpose. Um, and God taught me through that, that it was okay, more than okay, who I am, just, just me, the way he made me. I didn't have to perform or to be anything or anyone in particular. Um, or it wasn't the, the job that gave me meaning and purpose. It was who he said that I am. You know, and that lays it up so well for someone to read your, chap- your chapter in She Works For Him and kind of learn some of the lessons you learned along the way and help them with some, you know, we often want for the adversity we go through to have meaning and purpose and to help other people. And I really believe that that's one of the things that's going to happen when a reader reads your chapter of the book. And it's entitled Shackles of Performance-Based Identity. And um, you're very transparent. And I love that. And I'm so grateful for that because I believe there's a lot of lessons to be learned and a lot of readers that are going to identify in one way or another. They may, may not have been in the exact shoes you were in, of course, um, but we, as especially Christian working women, um, you know, have some very cre- uh, very specific struggles in those areas. So thank you for sharing that. So Stephanie, God has you sell the family business and you move from the Midwest to the East Coast. Um, God's had you in some transitions. What's God got you doing now? How, how after you learn to sit and be... What have you heard God saying about your identity today? You're a mother of two older elementary age kids. You're a wife and you live in east on the east coast of Florida. How what God what God got for you next? Uh I'm actually more excited than ever about what God is doing. Um he is connecting all of these pieces of my past um, from strategic planning to um, laying out mission and vision statements and, and core values and things like that, just kind of setting the foundation of companies. Um, those, all, all these skills that I learned in my business. Um, it, one of the new things that I'm doing is leading family business retreats and walking families through the, the soft side of succession planning, looking at the emotional side 
of it, recognizing how many families fall apart because of the business. Mm. And instead... Why don't you explain that a little bit? Because what you just said there is super powerful. Most people who don't run a business don't know the taxing nature of mm. business succession and really passing it from one generation. Explain a little bit of that. Well, I think in general, in family business, there's, there's this struggle with the, the business trumping the family. And it's, you know, there's fires to put out, there's all these needs and customers and all these things that are happening. And so, so often the needs of the family are below the needs of the business. And of course, that is flipped upside down. I don't believe that that is the way that God wants us to live. I think he wants us to live God first, family, and then our our work and um, kind of getting that order correct. And the other part of that then is, okay, so you have a family who, uh, you know, let's say a mom and dad who've grown up this business, who are, are ready to transition it to the next generation. There are so many unspoken expectations. There are so many spoken expectations. There are so many just the, you know, the next generation coming up wants to, to kind of make their own name. And so they want to just stir things up and do things different, sometimes just for the sake of it, um, even though things might be running well and working, but they need to make their, their self known. Um, and so there's just so many different dynamics, uh, especially from an, an emotional side too. And so these retreats really just create space for the family to say like, we spend a lot of time coming up with a, fa- uh, with a business mission and core values for our business. And we know who we are and what we're about as a business, but we don't do a very good job of doing that for our families. Mm. And so often what, what I've, I've seen just even recently um, is that when we get the family right, when we get the heart of the family and give the family the vision, that vision then flows into the company. And the company will be made stronger because the family is stronger. Mm. And so often the family or excuse me, the business will in the succession begins to kind of dismantle and, and can fall apart because the family foundation wasn't strong to begin with. Mm. That's so great. And that you have had the insight and you, you've lived in that world. So you have, you know, <clears throat> a real sense of authority, not that, not that you know all the answers, but being able right, to, yeah. to walk it with them and be able to feel that. What a great thing. So tell us how, how does faith intersect with that, with that whole, um, you know, trying to help these family run businesses? How does faith play a part? So one of the, my favorite activities during the retreat is um, giving each family member a, a rock and they write their name on it with paint pens. Um, and the, the parent or parents will be at the front and they have their rocks too, but they, they start it and they're casting vision for the family with their rocks as they kind of set them out on this table. And then one by one, all of the children from the family and even the grandchildren bring their rocks up and they create this Ebenezer mm. That is the reminder of this is kind of where we've been, just like the Ebenezers that we read about as, you know, as God told Joshua to collect the, the stones from the middle of Jordan River and place them 
and it will be a sign for all generations to remember what God had done and getting them through the river, helping them pass through the river to get them to the promised land. And so this Ebenezer is a reminder of, of kind of putting that line in the sand saying, this is how we used to operate as a family, whether it's dysfunctional communication or having all these unspoken expectations. That's what it was. This is, this is me and who I'm bringing to the table. This rock is a symbol of me bringing myself to the table and participating in the family. Um, and then again, making that claim that we're no longer going back where it's, it's that's in the past and we're headed forward, but we're doing it together. Mm. So it's kind of this call for everyone to participate, everyone recognizing that they have their own unique gifts and talents. Um, they have a place in the family and whether they're in the business or not, doesn't matter. So it's a beautiful experience and a beautiful picture of what God can do in a family. What an incredible ministry God has moved you from, from manufacturing to really mixing it up with families and helping them to get a solid ground outside of their identity as business, family business owners. Stephanie Winslow, thanks for being on I Work For Him today. Thanks for contributing chapter 16 to She Works For Him, the book that everybody can get at iworkforhim.com forward slash bookstore. Thank you, Stephanie Winslow. Thank you. Pleasure. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him.